so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, don't ruin my intro. No, it was it wasn't. Oh, I thought you were talking to me too. I said everyone, not Logan. I know, but I'm but they can't talk back, so I'm talking for them. Good morning. They can talk back. Yeah, but you couldn't hear them. I was just I heard them and so I was relaying it. Hey man, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> it's the week of September sixteenth, and this is our first episode in like two weeks. It is. We're back. We're trying to <laughs> trying to get it together. I'm feeling a little bit rusty. Logan's not feeling rusty at all. I'm always fresh. So we're going to figure it out and hopefully get through this episode. Yeah, we'll get through we'll it. See. We'll see. I'll just, just shut it off right then and there. <laughs> we'll get through it. Yeah, it's been it's been two weeks. We're back. Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah. Let's get to it. Why have we waited for two weeks, though? Because I'm, I'm now a father. You're a father. I'm a father. Had a little... Uh, Little Walker Don on August twenty seventh. And I've been out since then. I guess since the twenty sixth. But yeah. Been out for a couple of weeks hanging out with him, trying to get the whole schedule of having a baby down and we aren't quite there, but we're getting there. Let so, me know when you get there. Yeah. I'm a I'm a little bit sleepy, but there's a lot of good in the world. And we're gonna talk good. about it. We're gonna talk about it. We're back to talking about it. I need this today. So we're going to jump in. What's good, man? <sighs> it's been kind of a wild few weeks. A lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Um, but I have, which I'll talk later in the podcast, I've spent a lot of time this week by myself on my back porch just trying to get into a rhythm of finding gratitude, just being grateful. Because I get too stressed and too anxious. So I'm feeling uh, a little lighter this week. Just spend more time being grateful. But one of the wins I want to talk about that I thought was one of the coolest things ever was confession time. I woke up on Wednesday morning kind of like anxious and feeling inadequate to raise a little girl. So just like, uh, I don't know if I... I don't know. Just like the weight of raising uh, a beautiful little girl and her getting older. Just, I don't know why it scared me. So I woke up, kind of prayed a little bit, came to work, was a little flustered because Katie's been sick. So trying to get Ellie to school and then get here. And we were sitting in the morning meeting and all of a sudden the front door opened and this guy that I haven't seen in years named Brian walked in. He's like, hey, can I, can I see you for two seconds? I was like, sure. So I came out there and he had a book for me just out of the blue. And it was how to raise a daughter. What are the odds? Man. You know, not a coincidence. And so that like uh, was a good reminder for me. I was like, all's good. Yeah. So out and, of nowhere. And she just turned one year. One. She just turned one she last turned week. One. Last Friday, man. So, or yeah, on the so you you've, been, you've made it a year. What's like 80 more? Seriously. I guess you'd, you'd, you'd probably be dead by then, by the time she's 80. Maybe not. I don't know. More than like knowing me, 
more than likely. Yeah. But so. you've made, you made it a year. She's beautiful. She's healthy. Yeah. So I think yeah. I'm just afraid of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just hard. And so that's the beauty of what we what we're trying to figure out how to do. Yeah. It's finally good. And so in the moment that I was struggling to find the good in myself and in the situation, I was just constantly reminded that it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's all, good. all good. There it is. I've missed hearing that. It's all good. Even though you've already said it like 10 times oh. since I've been back. <laughs> I've missed hearing it on this podcast. Yeah. It's different. It's now. all good. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? What's I'm going to I'm gonna start mine off with the rain this morning. Again, I say this every episode. We record this on Friday. So right now it's the 13th. Friday the 13th. It's, it's Friday the 13th. Holy I didn't cow. even notice that. Neither did I until I just said it. Whoa. It's Friday the 13th, and we're doing a good podcast. It's the best. Yeah. For some reason in our family history, it's like one of our favorite days. Your dad was born on Friday the 13th, wasn't he? He, he absolutely was. It's a good day. Yeah. There's nothing bad about Friday the 13th. My grandma passed away on a uh, Friday the 13th. Okay. But no, no, but that for us in that season, that's just, it was a, it, it's a day that we can remember and we celebrate. Yeah. So that's all good. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's Friday the 13th. It is raining in Wichita Falls, Texas right now. And it's been raining for I don't know how long. Like, I feel like since three in the morning. Camp was flooded today. It's been raining. But yeah, my, my wife and I, um, this past December, moved out to a house that is on Lake Wichita. And like we had some beaches forming. Not good beaches. Beaches that were formed because it hadn't rained in a while. Yep. Like just shoreline drying up and we were like man we need some rain pretty bad and it's been raining for hours and hours and hours this morning and i went out um, and looked at the lake this morning and it was all the way full again good so yeah that's awesome that's good um i think emily and i emily and i have both realized how many awesome people we have around us we just have people who are willing to come over and hold our new baby so that we can get naps in and that bring us dinner and are just there to help us out as, as new parents. So that's good. Um, and obviously having a healthy baby. Yeah. That's good. Beautiful, healthy baby. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's kind of cute. He's pretty, he's kind of cute. cute. I like him. Yeah. I think we'll keep him. Yeah. He's pretty cute. I like him. He's gonna be a good dude. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good going on right now, but yeah, especially waking up to the, to the rain and seeing the lake full. Again, was super good this morning. So, Friday the 13th. Catch these hands. Catch these hands. Dude, yeah. Ain't stopping us. All right. Let's move on to the best segment of this podcast. Happy high, high, a high, high, a high, coos. I did not forget what button to push. I thought I was. You hit it. You nailed it. I got it. What you got? Not a good one. I'm just going to confess a, that now, and it's okay. Mine's it's okay. Mine might not be the best. It's pretty. It's a it's a sweet one. Not sweet as in like cool, but sweet as in like sweet. Yeah, you know, sweet. Not like tasty sweet. Kind, kind. kind. Yeah, yeah. That's good. My I, I wrote like six of these, and I kept deleting it, and always the first line just said, "I'm exhausted." That's what I kept saying. <laughs> so this is what mine. <laughs> this is what mine is. What is going on? Can you believe what happened? Those are both questions. What is going on? Can you believe that happened? 
Those are both questions. That's my haiku. Those are both questions. Those are both questions. Those, those are indeed both questions. Sometimes I just start writing and I don't know where I'm going. And then I get to the end and I'm looking, I'm like, what do these two lines even mean? I'm like, oh, those are both questions. I think that's like 99% of the haikus that have ever been written in the world, though. People just start writing and just end it yeah. with with a with a with the last line it's hard for me because i want I, it to be i don't know if cool. people i don't know if people go into uh, into haikus with man i got this super deep thought that i'm going to write about and it's all it's like the whole thing's going to be super deep and it's going to end with a, like a thought-provoking yeah thing maybe some people do i don't know i try but i just i never can nail it so yeah all right here's mine spit up smells so bad poopy diapers are nothing fatherhood is cool Spit up smells so bad. Poopy diapers are nothing. Fatherhood is cool. I did find that out the other day, though. This is kind of a, a, a kind of a deep haiku for me because it it's some it's about something that I realized the other day, and it's that poopy diapers don't sicken me at all. It's when the baby spits up. Yeah, it's not even the like the the spit up. It's the smell of the spit up. I think it's a lot worse than than a poopy diaper. I'm the opposite. But they're both a blessing. I get to deal with a poopy diaper and spit up now. Hey, that's a great mindset. So That's the best mindset. Yeah. You should remind me that I'm a dad now, which is still kind of <laughs> weird to say. Uh, so, yeah. We're both dads now. Yeah, we're both. We're just two dads doing a podcast. Yeah. Golly. Hey. It's kind of it's awesome. It, it is strange. Awesome. All right. You got a happy headline? I do have one. We are, uh, I think we are just doing, we're, we're both just doing one each this time. Um, and then we're going to get into some stuff after those. Yeah. We're going to do um, one together as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're, y'all might be used to us both doing two, but we're both just going to do one today. Um, so let's do it. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy, happy headlines. Yeah. There it is. There it is. All right. I'm going to start us off. Y'all have probably seen this headline. Um, and it's not like, I think the original story came out last week or the week before, but there was an update yesterday on Thursday. September 12th, there was an update to the story. Um, but this story is about a um, a little dude at an elementary school. He's in fourth grade, and they were having a college colors day at school. So you could um, come to school wearing your favorite college's T-shirt. And this, this boy was a super big fan of the Tennessee Volunteers. Unfortunately, he did not have a Tennessee Volunteers t-shirt, but he did have an orange shirt. So what he did was like on computer paper, he basically drew out his his own um, like Tennessee Volunteers logo design type thing and then clipped it to the front of his shirt. So he's wearing an orange shirt with this design that he created with like a pencil on computer paper and clipped it onto the front of his orange t-shirt so that he could come to school supporting his favorite um, college. So he went to school wearing this, um, super proud of it. 
Um, and then after lunch, this teacher said that he came back to the classroom crying because there were some people at the lunch table next to him. And in, 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 the, in this uh, article I read in parentheses, it made sure to point out that said the people that uh, made fun of him did not even participate in College Colors Day. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he came back to the classroom crying after lunch because um, some girls at the lunch table next to him had made fun of his sign that he had attached to his T-shirt and he was devastated. Um, so he was super proud of this thing that he created. He was super proud to support the college he loved. Um, and he got bullied a little bit at lunch and it kind of devastated him. Um, his teacher, her name, it, it didn't give the boy's name, which I don't think they're allowed to because he's in fourth grade, but his teacher, her name is Laura Snyder. Um, and I think this, this is a school in Florida. Um, but Laura Snyder, her, his teacher, um, created a post and posted what happened on a Facebook along with a picture of his shirt and her post um, went viral like almost instantly um, and it got around the Tennessee the University of Tennessee interim president Randy Boyd saw it and he tweeted about it and he said I was touched to learn of a young Florida school student's heart for the University of Tennessee and I loved his imagination behind designing his own shirt so many of us admire his love for UT, and it's awesome to see everyone step up to send him some UT gear. So this teacher's post went viral. Um, he got like an influx of people who were supporting him, and they showed their support by sending him um, like a bunch of UT gear. So after he received this care package with all this uh, Tennessee Volunteers gear, um, the university then decided to create a t-shirt using his design that he had drawn on the on the computer paper and attached to a shirt so they made like an actual um, authorized t-shirt from his design to sell on their online shop and all the proceeds um, would go to a nonprofit called uh, stomp out bullying um, Laura Snyder the teacher then made a follow-up post and said um, about um, the boy receiving like the care package from Tennessee and she just updated and said that he was amazed um, and in her post she said all who saw had either goosebumps or tears while we explained that he had inspired and touched the lives of so many people when I told him that his design was being made into a real shirt and people wanted to wear it his jaw dropped he had a big smile on his face walked taller and I could tell his confidence grew today Thank you to the UT Nation for that. Um, Tennessee, the university, says that more than 50,000 shirts with his design have been pre-sold and they'll be uh, delivered in September. And like after all this went viral and everything, it, like crashed the school's website. Let's go. So, but that was like the, the first story. And then there's an update that came out yesterday um, in Tennessee. They're going beyond just making his design to a t-shirt. They've now announced that they have an extended an offer of admission and a four-year scholarship for the class of 
2032, which sounds insane. 2032. That seems like forever, forever. Um, but yeah, they've offered this boy a full four year scholarship. Um, if he had decides that he wants to attend the university of Tennessee, which I'm assuming he probably will if he's yeah. that much of a fan already. Um, but yeah, they'll cover the cost of the boy scholarship. Um, if he chooses to attend for like all four years. So yeah, Good pretty cool. Him. Pretty cool. Started out with just a boy that, um, super into university of Tennessee wanted to show off his support of them and create his own design. To Which, for, by the way, is real dope. It's, it's pretty cool. The shirt looks actually real cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, created his own T-shirt. Now is selling his own. Yeah. I guess he's not selling, but got picked up. His design got turned into an actual T-shirt, and now he has a scholarship to the University of Tennessee for in the in the future if he decides to go there. Good so, for them. Super cool. Super cool. One of the, I think one of the cool values of social media. Oh, yeah. Gets out. Yeah. They hear about it, and then they act on it. Yeah. So dope. Yep. <clears throat> good job to UT and good job to my man for making also a dope shirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He did, I hope, he did I hope good he's a designer one day. He should be. And also to have, yeah, just the guts. Yeah. So I also thought it was a Texas thing at first. Yeah. When I first saw well, it. Because um, I always I, forget university. I think Emily was a person who originally told me the story. Or she like... This is a confession. I came into work this morning and I kind of completely forgot that it was Friday and that Logan and I had a podcast that we did on Fridays. You also don't know what day any day is right now. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was pretty, yeah, I don't really know what, 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 um, day it is anymore. And I woke up this morning and I was like, oh shoot, it's Friday. I don't have any headlines. And Emily's like, should use the, uh, the UT one. I was like, UT, cause I, I immediately thought Texas as well. And then she's like, no, the, t- the Tennessee shirt one. So this That's is another great. headline, thanks to my wife. Um, and she also sent me another one when I got to work this morning. Yeah, which is a great transition into mine. Are you using that one? I am. Dang. Emily's just providing Emily us all it. the headlines for I, this episode. The, my main one I had said was the UT one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was, I love that one. Um, but I had a couple others. And then Jer's wife, Emily, sent me, sent him this headline. And so I was like, oh, this is a great one. Let's do this one. So I love this one. This one is four-year-old cancer survivor who loves Bumblebee from the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, gets a yellow car surprise first birthday. Now, when I first read that headline, I thought someone bought him a car. Yep. That's what I thought, too, when I first saw it. I was like, that. I don't know if that's a, a he's going to use that for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, his name is, I always wonder if I should say his name. It's in the headline. So I can say it. Yeah. We'll just say his first name, Whitaker. Um, he had a pretty epic uh, birthday this year. And so they started a Facebook event page, basically just saying like, hey, you know, this kid has got a um, a one-mile walk to school and we want to surprise him. And so the, the post said like, we hope to see um, our street teaming with yellow cars on Whitaker's birthday and can't wait to see his joy and surprise. Um, for us, the magic of thousands of you who care have been an everlasting gift. So on Wednesday, a bunch of people turned out. I think they said over 200 cars showed up and just lined the street. They were all like yellow cars. They were every size. There were some really nice cars. I think there was fire trucks and 
just line the road. And so he walked outside to just the street lined with people and signs, homemade signs, bunch of yellow cars. Um, and so his, his mom said like, Whitaker, what do you think about this? It's bumblebee everywhere. And uh, he did his quote. I love this. Um, he just kept saying bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. <laughs> and it said that he squealed. I want to keep all of them. But yeah, he, the family was overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed. And so I kind of, it made me happy and sad just because they're talking about just how hard it's been to celebrate over the last you know few years with him yeah. battling and beating um, cancer. So shout out to Whitaker for uh, also, did you see the picture of him? Yeah, he's super cute. Oh my gosh, man. The picture of him and his, I guess that's his sister and his mom walking out is the cutest picture of all time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, there's like cameras everywhere. Um, fire trucks, a, a huge yellow fire truck that says Whitaker on it. Like these super nice cars. Kids are dressed up. There's people holding signs that says we love wit. Like it's the coolest thing. And so like, like when he's walking, there's a parade of people behind him. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, yeah, having a, a tough year and, and a bunch of people rallied and people came from all over to uh, make this make this kid's fourth birthday amazing. Yeah, that's cool. I know my uh, my nephew was also, like, obsessed with Bumblebee. And, like, any time we were somewhere and there's like, a, a yellow sports car, he'd kind of freak out. So I kind of imagine how Whitaker was feeling when there's just a parade of Bumblebee cars. For his birthday, just an, yeah, just that's so it's just so overwhelming. So, shout out to people for stepping up and taking some time out of their life to make a kid's day the best day ever. Yeah. So, I sometimes wish I could be a part of some of that. I know. I just get to also don't have a yellow car. Yeah. I buy one. Just for the birthday, like a small one. Just for Whitaker, like a. Like a, like a Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just set it out on the road in yeah. front of a sports car. Just getting run over okay. by the, yeah, the actual-size cars. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. All right, we are going to... So, just a reminder, we're kind of transitioning how we're doing this this last segment. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. But yesterday was, in our community, was this thing called... Take some of my gifts, and it's basically where, like the whole. I guess I guess it's beyond our community too. Like you can people can give outside of our community too. Um, but all like all the nonprofits in our community, um, it's just a day where people can donate to them. And I forgot the exact number, but it's like one million two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars was donated to like two hundred something nonprofits in our community. So that was just, it was, it was kind of a cool day just watching that, the number, the dollar amount ramp up and yep. the amount of donors ramp up throughout the day. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, the exact numbers are $1,277,003.515 different donors and 202 organizations were donated to. Dang, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, super cool. Um, and the, the way they set it up is there's like different prizes throughout the day that mm -hmm. get donated to the, like based on like, number of donors given to them and so it's kind of this extra money comes in and uh yeah it helps a lot of people a yeah. lot of people got a lot of money and it'll benefit we jared and i both gotten to be a part of uh um, a lot of nonprofits. 
um, but one being Night to Shine, um, which is put on by um, our church, One Life Community Church, and it's from the Tim Tebow Foundation. And it, it's a it's a prom for um, kids with special needs. And it's one of the coolest nights ever. I mean, there's, yeah. there's limo rides for the kids. There's karaoke. There's a red carpet with professional cameras and photos. And there's the best DJ. And there's a huge dance floor. And, and for that night, it's just all about them. Yeah. And so Jared and I and our wives got to last year just pretty much hang out with some kids and spend time with a buddy all night. And um, it was the best thing ever. Yeah. So it was cool. Not to shine, got to raise a bunch of money and that'll get to help make um, a special night for amazing people. It's super cool how much like effort goes in to making that night for the, for those um, honored guests, like the most, like the coolest night ever for them. It's not just like, it's one thing to like have an idea to be able to like provide something for these people, but then like putting in all the effort and the time and the money to make it like the best night possible and all the resources it takes and everything. So it's super cool one to have the idea. And I guess it's like a process just to be like approved to be able to do it. Right. For sure. But then very hard process. And like all the people, um, coming together to make it like an excellent night, not just like um, an okay night. So yeah. there's, there's there's a bunch that, that goes into it time-wise, effort-wise, money-wise, and um, a lot of people have to do a lot of things. Yeah, and every detail it, is thought through. Yeah. For people um, that have, you know, more limited mobility, it's all set up where they get the nights about them. They're not, there's nothing that can hinder that. There's a room for people with sens- uh, sensory, mm-hmm. like so they can go in and just kind of sit quietly. Like it's it's completely thought through, and the fact that I think we even get to be a part of it yeah. is like it's, the most special thing ever. It's just super cool. So night. shout out to everybody on the Not Shine team. Ashley Whitfield kind of leads that up, and I'm not going to list people because I'll forget people. But for everybody who puts that on, thank you. It's, yeah. the, it's the best. Thank you. And also this uh, this past week was the 18th anniversary of. One of the most tragic days in our country, 9-11. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I just want to take the time to... There's so many heroes that, like, step up to the plate that day and the days after and the years after. Um, so just thank you to all those first responders, firefighters, just everyday people who showed up to do whatever they could to, to help during that super, super tragic time. Um, it's always... I don't know. That's one of the the days I know everybody talks about, like wh- where they were and what they were doing when that happened 18 years ago. And that I was just about to ask you. That's still like one of the thing, one of like the moments I will, I'll, I'll never forget. Where were you? I was in, I was in sixth grade. Yep. At Zundi Junior High. Yep. In Miss Mancy's class. Yep. Um, and just like I, I don't think like the gravity of the situation hit me mainly because I mean we were basically kind of watching as it was happening like the first plane hit and then I think she turned on the TV yep and like the second plane hit and I I don't think like the gravity of the situation I was able to comprehend because it was happening in the moment I was in sixth sixth grade but then I don't know just as everything played out it was yeah it was wild yeah it was wild I remember and, thinking my uncle is a pilot for American and I remember thinking, like, sitting in there thinking, like, oh, my gosh, what if that was my uncle? Mm-hmm. You know? That's wild. And then I remember getting home and talking with my – or talking to my mom or dad, and they'd be like, yeah, we haven't heard from Uncle Buzz yet. And he's in New York. 
it's like a wild moment. He yeah. and I think that I think that they knew that it wasn't his plane, um, but he was out running. I mean, yeah. he had already kind of flown in. He was out running. He actually didn't even know what was going on. Um, but yeah, just such a, I mean, a wild, wild time, especially when you're in sixth grade, you don't really understand. I know. You kind of know what's happening and fear kind of hits you a little bit, but it's also like, it just feels like a movie. Yeah. I just remember like trying to figure everything out. Cause I, I think I originally thought that, oh, a plane just like lost control. Oh, and then another plane lost control. And, but then yeah, yeah. like, just like, <clears throat> trying to piece everything together and like figuring everything out and realizing like exactly what happened and everything. Yeah. yeah it's, I remember one of the moments that always, the two moments that stick with me the most one is uh, George W standing on top of the rubble with a firefighter next to him with a megaphone. Yeah. And I remember that speech and him talking to the people and I remember just like the chills of that. And then I also remember George W throwing up the first pitch in yeah. Yankee stadium. Yeah. The one an absolute Dark. Yeah, I remember that whole story and like um, Derek Jeter like pulling him aside and, and was like, "Hey, you uh, if you need to throw like in front of the mound, you like have to throw a strike. Yeah, do not bounce it. Don't bounce it." And he's like, "I'm throwing from the mound," and he threw a strike. He went. They they went underneath the stadium and yeah. so he could warm up. Yeah, but he was also wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. So I mean, that's another element. Yeah. What a. Yeah, I think you you said this a few weeks ago about obviously it's a, a tragedy and some people lost their lives and some people's lives were changed forever. Um, and there's no but to that. Yeah, like that's just but and then I say but all the heroes and the people that stepped up in the, our country rallying together and seeing a tragedy and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna be here for each other. We'll yeah. figure out the rest later. But right now, let's just be let's be a family." Yeah, I forgot what we were talking. We were talking. I think we were talking about the uh, school shootings. Yeah, those those mass shootings that, that like those weeks of the the uh, super bad mass shootings, um, and just how like those those tragic circumstances usually. It's kind of unfortunate, but they they usually like unite people. Like, yeah, in those moments, you don't care what side, like what political side you're on. You just come together and like step up and do what needs to be done to help people who are grieving and um, help in the, while the situation is still ongoing. So it's kind of unfortunate that that's what unites people, but it's also kind of cool that people can unite and uh, forget their differences in order to help other people out in those, those situations. So, yeah, it's a heavy thing. Yeah. I think it'll probably always be a part of, I mean, obviously it's part of our history, but we'll always feel it, but, and just so many people that I think that's something that's undervalued in these tragedies is the when everybody runs, those first responders, those police officers, those firefighters, those EMTs, like they're running towards the yeah towards the danger. And I think that's I mean, yeah, it's such a hard job. It takes a special person like their first instinct is to approach the danger yeah in like a manner that I'm like running towards us to see how I can how I can help people or, or how I can like stop the situation. Yeah, those, those those are some uh, special people. Yeah, the I mean the the hundreds and hundreds of stories of people being, you know, guided out and taken yeah. care of, and I mean, and then even the I think it's flight ninety, which one is it? The one that they the basically the people on the plane just said I think no. it was ninety one. Yeah, we're not ninety one. I don't know. We're not gonna do this, and they I mean they saved probably thousands of lives by taking yeah. that plane down. 
you know, just sacrificing themselves. And so, yeah, heavy for sure. But we definitely live in a broken world mm-hmm. full of destruction and death and um, finding the gratitude. It's weird, man. We talk about this all the time. It's like you don't want to say like finding the gratitude in 9-11. Yeah. But also finding the people that, that rushed into yeah. the tragedy to yeah. save thousands of lives. Yeah. Cause there, yeah. There's obviously a ton of people who are still grieving 18 years later that that day and probably will continue grieving. And I think as a country, we, we uh, like collectively still grieve that day. But I think there, there's something also about recognizing like how brave um, specific people were during that, that situation. So 100%. Yeah. Let me talk about this. Do it. I'm going to do it. I know we were up in the air on it, but I feel like I need to do it. If that's okay with you. Yeah. You're the, you're the captain of the ship. So let's do it. So, um, again, I think just to clarify, this is called, this podcast is called the good. We find the good in everything. Um, though not everything is good. We try to find the good around us. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe that's a better way to say it, but, um, yeah, this week was a heavy week for me. Um, if you don't know, I, I work at DesignWorks, but I'm also um, a pastor at One Love Community Church. And as you and I talk about all the time, leading people is a hard thing to do. Sometimes the loneliest place on earth is being at the front. And um, there's a guy I followed for a long time named Jared Wilson. And he's a pastor and written a bunch of books. He started a nonprofit called Anthem of Hope that was for... Um, people struggling with depression and anxiety and, and those kind of um, just pains and struggles. And so he, Jared Wilson, took his life um, earlier this week. And, yeah, man, it was just super heavy. Kind of locked me up. It just kind of brought a lot of things home for me. And somebody who, I mean, I was selling Jared up for this podcast uh, that morning uh, before he took his own life, he actually did a funeral for a woman um, who had taken hers. Um, and I mean, man, just, just real heavy, really hard. It was really hard for me to swallow. I, I spent a lot of nights this week just kind of praying and being by myself. Um, but I think that the the response from his wife and, and the people around him to, to just understand that what he was struggling with was a real thing. Um, depression is absolutely and 100% um, chemical and painful and, uh, I just, I don't know. It was just heavy for me this week. I don't post a lot on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like personal heavy stuff. And I was kind of, I had people texting me, <laughs> making sure that I was okay. Cause I was putting all the stuff out on this. But um, I think that what he did and his sacrifice for people shouldn't go unnoticed because of his last, yeah. last few hours. And, and I mean, man, it's just, it's such a heavy and hard thing. And I think people don't, don't really understand how to handle it. But I think that, um, Man, yeah, he just sacrificed his life for so many people. And I was grateful for that. Grateful for him and his family and definitely been praying for them. But if you are somebody who struggles with um, anxiety, depression, um, loneliness, there's a lot of numbers you can call. Um, and I think you should. Um, and if you have anybody you can reach out to, you absolutely should as well. Find a way to do it. But the thing that's kind of stuck with me this week, and I've read this from a lot of people, but I think just checking on the people around you, mm-hmm. you know, you never know where, where somebody is or what they're struggling with. And, um, that's kind of the basis of this podcast for why I'm so excited about it every week is 
like genuinely trying to find the good around me because it's easy to get into a box and not see anything good. I'll be grateful for anything, but learning to find the good. And part of that means like helping other people understand that as well. Yeah. So like taking the time to say like, like Jared, how are you today? And more than just like, Hey man, I'm good. But like really like investing the time to figure out like, is everything okay? Um, because life's hard. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't need a podcast called The Good if everything was just perfect. Yeah, because we would just—that's just how we'd be. But we live in a broken and a painful world, and um, and I think Jared helped a lot of people navigate that. Yeah, I think he helped a lot of people get out of their stuff. Yeah, I think he, I think he realized because he, obviously he knew like the the pain because he was he was dealing with it himself. So he like he knew like how like painful, um depression was because he is dealing with it every single day and he like realized that and kind of took it upon himself and almost like a sacrificial way to like help other people so they wouldn't necessarily have to deal with the pain that he was experiencing every day i'm in those like obviously those people were still experiencing pain as well but he was like dedicated his his life to like helping, like giving people whether it's resources or just being there for people, so they wouldn't have to, um, hopefully experience the level of pain that he was experiencing every day. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's a super, super heartbreaking um, situation. Um, but I mean, he he also, I mean, he set up a nonprofit, that Anthem of Hope. Yep. I think you already mentioned that. Um, just dedicated to, to helping people. So, and it's, it's, he was super open about like his struggles and his mm-hmm. pain and everything. So I think also the thing to be taken away is like, if people are, are, are like voicing their, their pains and their struggles with you to like take those seriously and like do what you can to like off a lot of times it's just r- reaching out and letting that person know that they are known and that you're thinking about them. So you, I don't never, know. you never know when you run into somebody, even if it's in traffic and you're mad or yeah. somebody's mean to you at a restaurant or whatever, you never know where somebody is and what they're going through. And so I think the cool part about, you know, finding the good in everyday life is also learning that every person has good in them mm-hmm. and learning how to not only find that, but, I think that's something I feel convicted about is not telling people sometimes what I see in them. Like, Hey, I think that you're, um, I think you're a great leader. I think you're a great, um, father. I think you're a great friend. And sometimes people need to hear that more than they'll display it. Yeah. And so Jared had everything. I mean, I mean, somebody posted on one of my, um, uh, updates, but like, I mean, he had all the resources. Mm-hmm. He, cre- he created all of them mm-hmm. and it was just, it was a tough struggle. And so, um, I'm thankful for for him and everything he's done and his family and, and that church. Uh, definitely praying for that pain. But yeah, if you have someone in your life that you love, even whether you know they're struggling or not, I would encourage you this week to find one, two, three people and write them a letter or tell them face to face or text them and just tell them you love them. But also like tangibly, like, hey, I really value the things that you do for me or the things you do don't go unnoticed. I think sometimes you're running this race and you look around and you feel like you're by yourself and you're just like, oh man, all this stuff I'm doing is going unnoticed. 
Um, so yeah, I think you should, I think we should all take a little bit more time this week to say what we mean. Yeah. You know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I think that's the thing people say. That is, that is the thing people say. Yeah. Let's, uh, I know we ended kind of on a, on a heavy note, but let's, uh, let's close this thing out. Um, we did launch a Facebook and Instagram. So we will, uh, we'll be posting some of the stories that we talk about on those, uh, platforms. So if you want to check out these stories yourself, go follow us on Facebook and Instagram and you can read some of these stories yourself and you can, um, that's another avenue for y'all to communicate with us. If you want to message us, um, some of y'all stories, we'll we'll feature them on the on the podcast. We also have the listen to the good at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, but yeah, we're we we have those two social media accounts launched, and we'll uh, be putting out some content for you guys. So follow us and let us know what's going on in y'all's lives and the good things you see around y'all. And as always, as you're going. Throughout your week this week, be on the lookout for the good. Come on. Come on.